All right, Jack, I've got we've got a mailbag today. I love the mailbag. <laughs> You've got mail. So today's question, all right, from Eddie in Minnesota, mm. is been seeing more localized security operation centers, more regional operation centers. How do I know who's good and who will continue to be in business? I'm going to have to ask you a question, a little clarifying question. When you say, or when Eddie says, localized or regional operating cent- operation centers for SOCs, um, do you know or would you interpret that to mean industry-based, geographically-based, company size-based, day-of-the-week-based? You know, How would you describe? Because I think it really has an impact on whether this is a good idea or a really bad idea. Yeah. So typically... Yeah. And I, I think this is how Eddie meant it also. Um, when we say uh, localized or regionalized, it implies a geography. Okay. It implies that um, uh, local companies are getting together for this singular thing or towns are getting together for this single thing or there's a region of higher eds that are getting together for this thing, right? And the idea of saying they couldn't do it on their own, but together... Um, with some coordination that they could pull resources and do this, hmm. do this thing, right? Um, the industry trend at this point is saying um, you see these localized operation centers, um, whether they're uh, local by uh, industry segment or they're local by geography. The idea is you have uh, the collective purchasing power, the collective uh, human capital. Um, but then the question then comes up of saying, okay, how do we make this sustainable? Then they try to monetize it, mm. right? There's always, there's always a kind of profit angle about uh, how you uh, get additional dollars for this, right? It could be for tooling. It could be for staffing and raises. It could be for whatever, right? Just like inflationary stuff, right? And so the idea is saying, or the, the, the trend at this point is uh, local regionalized security operation centers are charging for, for, for their services and bringing it out to other different, different constituents, right? So a couple of things. Number one, thumbs up to strengthen numbers, right? Because we know from our own experience across hundreds of customers and having piles and piles of analysts, right, the amount of threat intel you gather by having a broad base of receivers dragging telemetry in, you learn things faster. So plus one for an organization providing security operations who sees multiple clients, right? Yeah. Uh, number two, there's the benefit in terms of effectiveness, right? Best practices, shared knowledge, a bunch of analysts getting together broadly across a wide variety of challenges. It's really unlikely if you've got 100 organizations together or even 10 one out of 10 times you're going to be the first one, but nine out of 10 times you're going to benefit from somebody else getting hit you're going to learn from. So I think it's a goodness. The, the reason I'd ask the question at the top of the show about local and regional, I can understand why from sort of a human perspective, it's nice that I get to, you know, run into Billy, you know, at the local pub and we can talk about our security operations center stuff. But for better or for worse, your neighborhood is constructed of four, basically 255 or less numbers, right? Your neighborhood's your IP range, typically. Yeah. If I think about the way a lot of the automated utilities work, we go out and scan the network, they're looking at subnets, and they're knocking around. And my subnet isn't necessarily the guy in the building next door. It's not like the old wire phone system, right? right? And so 
I would argue that the idea of there being more aggregating socks is awesomeness. I think that to the extent that there may be a centralized funding authority, this would be like uh, whole of state programs, right? Uh, municipalities taking advantage of that. I think that's a good idea, but mainly because of a financial and control issue, right? Because they, they share a lot of the same political hierarchical structure. So I think that's, that's a good idea in terms of a regional-based thing. But I think in general, what I would try to find out is um, a, uh, an aggregated operating cent- operation center that is either focused in my industry, so it's focused across hundreds of hospitals or dozens of hospitals or dozens of power plants or dozens of retailers because we're likely to have similar infrastructure that we're running on top of. And so for, therefore, I'm probably likely to benefit more from threat intel, telemetry, current events from those folks. And I'd also recommend that you spread them out. I, I don't like regional because, frankly, if I'm on the West Coast, I want to learn from the people who are getting knocked around when people come to work at 8 o'clock in the morning in the East Coast, right, because I'm able to clean the mess up before my team ever, even, ever gets in. Or, or likewise, you know, close a business, we start seeing something in California and might be to back onto the East Coast of the U.S., right? So I think that regional disparity is a good idea. D- you know, a diverse regional pool is a good idea. So uh, for what was or Minnesota friends, by the way, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie. Um, I thank him for the question because I think that people should be looking for organizations that, that are doing this. Yeah. The thing I'm going to tell you is the way you describe it, I think a lot of the things do grow organically, right? I've got a really brilliant um, security leader maybe in a college, regional college, and they create a SOC. People are like, I want to get me some of that. And there's a lot of economies of scale to be had, right? So in that case, it's probably pretty much okay, right? And you can bring them on, give them better services. But in, in the case of a major event that affects lots of people, my guess is that person and that team will most likely be focused on their own needs first, right? They'll put the fire out in their own house first. Otherwise, they can't help anybody else. Um, and I'd also say that I think in a lot of cases, um, that doesn't scale super well, right? Here at New Harbor, I mean, we've grown a big organization that solves a problem for lots and lots of different people, but that's a lot of work, right? Finding people, bringing them up to speed, driving efficiency, driving consistency in the delivery of services, that's a lot of work, and it's business work. It's not security work, it's business work. And I think that some of the regional SOCs nobly motivated, right, to sort of solve this problem, they're not necessarily going to have the same skill base to develop an effective recurring service, right, that will grow and scale to the number of people they want to support, and they'll be hesitant to stop. Yeah, interesting. So it sounds like you're generally in favor of the idea with, with, with a few caveats. Yeah, and, and I think what I'd ask if I was in Eddie's shoes, right, and he's asking about how do I pick ones that are right, I think there's some basic questions you can ask them, right? So how many organizations do you cover and what kinds of events do you serve up? You know, important questions you ask of an, like, and I was going to say, you know, there, is a, there are groups that do this. They're called MSSPs, right? right? And they, they do this for a living. Um, but I think of the same questions I'd ask in an RFP that I'm applying to, to a managed service provider, right, for cybersecurity. How many events do you typically send out? How do you reduce noise? How do you keep your threat intel updated? How many people are available? What kind of specified actionable advice will I get from you? Right, because that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, you you could you could just put an alarm, like put a few machines out there that when they, you get hit with ransomware, they blow up. Right, that's great. The problem is, what the hell do I do now? And I think that if you're just using it as a fire alarm system, that's very different than a fire department. And you're looking for a fire department that'll help you do it ahead of time prevention, uh, give advice. 
and when something bad happens, they'll be there to help you clean it up afterwards. They're not just the group that's going to do the 24 by 7 monitoring to just tell you, by the way, you're not at work yet. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Just so you know, when you get to work in the morning, you're effed. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think the, uh, the, the only thing that gives me pause about this, and I'm not saying it's bad, by the way, just the the piece where I just I just kind of just stand still for a second think is um, we've we've been long plagued by using words and making statements but not fully backing it up to the to the way that it should be in an industry that is already fragmented um, that is filled with market jargon um, it's very very hard for people to determine, buyers to determine, consumers to determine whether this service is good or bad, right? Um, regardless of whether it's a local sock or regional sock or something else, like the, the challenge still exists, even between like established MSP and established MSP, like they're going to say different words, they're going to say the same words, but the outcome in the service might be very different, right? I would imagine, and I'm just, this is total speculation that um, some of this is going to kind of exacerbate some of like our taxonomy and like n- nomenclature problems that, that we have within the industry. But I, I, th- I think we just have that problem period, right? And it's going to take time to play out. Yeah. I'm going to take what you just said and I'm going to, I'm going to recast something I just said in a ba- on the basis of, of Eddie's question, right? So Eddie, if you're out there listening and trying to figure out how do I pick the right sock provider, I've decided I'm not going to do it myself. Start off by describing, write it down, what you want from your own sock. Were you to have infinite money, infinite capability, people actually wanted to be hired, et cetera, what would it do, right? So now you know what you want from your security operation, not from your sock, but from your security operation. And before you go talk to anybody, yay, there's a regional sock, take out your requirements. First, get your own team internally and your executives and your management team to say, yeah, geez, that's great, right? This is what we're going to go get. And then see if any of the existing socks can deliver to you what you think you need. Right. Because I think to your point, right, how do we cut through that jargon? Because you don't, we don't listen first and then react. We go to them with questions that are in a language that we understand, a relatively specific language that says, I need you to do this. I need action intel to look like this. I need response times to look like that. Can you do it? And when they say, our XDR platform is around the most serviceable that you'll ever find. And our language is provided in sticks and taxi format so that you can measure it against the attack framework for viability. <laughs> right? You're just like, shut up. I just wanted to know, can you do these six things? Yeah. Right? And maybe that's the way we cut it through. We become more, and we recommend to our listeners and, and just to the public in general, we become more intelligent consumers. Right? If you went to buy something that you understood, like a car or a bicycle or a loaf of bread, you know what you want. And so you ask for that. And if somebody says, but wait a minute, our bread has Pixie 650. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what the hell that is. But is it whole wheat or not, right? And, and you know the language of the things you want to buy, that you know how to buy. And maybe we just suggest that folks like Eddie take some time to think about what they're really looking for before they start thinking about where they're going to buy it. T- to me, it's... Uh it's a shift in the approach is I think what I mm. heard you say. Yeah. It's rooted in common sense though, right? I'm saying instead of comparing what two security operations might offer you, 
rather compare the two security operations about what's right for you. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Common sense and nobody does it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's because the uncommon sense. But yeah, well, I don't think they've felt competent, perhaps, to say what they need, right? And a lot of these folks, probably Eddie included among them, are definitely smart enough to describe what they want. Yeah, um, it's, it seems, seems that way. But I would also say, like, in my experience, you need to start, you need to start from there. Yeah. Right? And you need to show up from that point of knowing what you want. Because otherwise, I mean, like, like God bless everybody that sells. But in the absence of having a starting point, you start from the point of the seller and the person right selling you. And it's like, do I want to start from my safe spot and my where where I know I want to be, or do I want to start from someone else's spot? And I was like, well, you want to you want to start from your own spot. Hundred percent. And, and and don't be, don't feel. I'm not gonna say don't be afraid. Don't feel that it demonstrates a lack of capability to demand that they speak in a language that you understand, right? If I was going to go negotiate a contract for a multi-million dollar deal in Germany, and they gave me a contract in German, and just expected me to figure it out, Ooh, I like this, right? Then I would never sign it, right? I would never sign it. You have and no I, idea what you're signing. Not at all. I have no idea if it matches my needs. Etsy, right? It's just completely different. Those Germans, they have a different word for everything, as we say. Right? Yeah. And so um, if i a security guy and I need some stuff, I know what I need. And I go to somebody and I say, I really need something that can do a combination of monitoring my endpoints, watching for exfiltration at the wall, because it's really important to me that I don't see private data leaking out of my system. And somebody says, let me tell you about our XDR. XDR, 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 telemetry, 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 analytics, analytics, AI. Right? And then do you just say, what the hell did that mean? And, and, and if they can say to you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, it, was, it, was a, it was like a nervous tick. What I meant to say was, we have a platform that we call XDR that actually understands the specific endpoint that you're going to be using in the messages related to the handling of data and transmission of data. And we also, because this thing we call XDR, the X means we understand more than just one type of technology. We understand your Palo Walls as well, as an example. And we can actually tell from an outbound sense what they're actually seeing go out. And we, because we use these things together, can actually relate one to the other. And I think that would solve your problem. Shit, I'm signing the contract, right? They took the time to translate it into a language. But no one would laugh at me if I'm in Germany. I'm like, could I please get an interpreter here? But I think that sometimes security people and security buyers are concerned that they don't feel like they're part of the cool kids club when people start you know, speaking in this bizarro language that we've created over the years to obfuscate the fact that half the tools don't work at all, right? Um, that we've created this language and they feel bad about asking questions like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Don't be that way. Force people to tell you what they actually mean. Yeah, it's like the idea of consumer medicine too, right? Like, I don't know about this. Tell me more. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, similar, it's similar as like to like your, your German comment, right? Of saying like, if you go to a doctor and he gives you a diagnosis, he or she gives you a diagnosis and you have no idea what they're saying to you, like doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb or like you're not understanding, like they're just not using words you understand. Right on. Right. If you want the right treatment and you want the right outcome, you have to demand a higher sense of clarity as to the treatment that you are about to receive to figure out if it's right for you or not. Love it. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things about the body that are super complex that I know nothing about, but if it's going to come to like some type of operation, I'm going to be damn sure I know what's going on. Yeah, if something's got to come off, I want to know why. Yeah. <laughs>
Right. Yeah. Cool. Take off anything. Make sure you take off the left one. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I like it. Cool. All right. Uh, good stuff. Eddie, thanks so much. Um, anybody listening, if you have questions for the mailbag, um, pwned at newharborsecurity.com. Uh, whether it's industry topics, whether it's questions about regional security operation centers, or security operations, technology, what, whatever it is, uh, shoot it over to us and Jack and I will get into the intake flow, get it, get it in queue for, for answering. Um, and if you send us a question that gets selected here, we'll, we'll send you some, some swag. A swag out as, as a thank you. Um, any, any other topics? Uh, breach of the week. Um, anything else you want to hear any about? Any m a you hear about? Do you want a little bit of swiping on? Let yeah. us know. Sounds great. Um, and if you like this episode, please rate us five stars on wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll get you on the next episode. <laughs>